Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens to hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. As a busy mom, I need style, simplicity, and convenience when it comes to my wardrobe. And I am so glad that I learned about Modern Mom Style Box. It's been a game changer for me. It's a monthly clothing rental subscription service where you stock your virtual closet and receive a box of cute styles that you've selected. You can try them on and either hang on to them for the month, you can purchase them at a reasonable price, or you can just return them in a prepaid shipping label when you're done. And you can receive multiple boxes with your month's subscription. Sizes go up to 4X and they have popular brands like Ann Taylor, Banana Republic, French Connection, and more. I want you to try it yourself for free for one month. So head on over to www.modernmomstyle.com to start your free trial today and tell them that Nicole from Mamas Know Best sent you. Hello and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I am on with a special guest, Mrs. Jennifer Johnstone Lopez not to be confused with the other Jennifer Lopez. This Jennifer Lopez is a mother of three, Cameron, Caroline, and Carly, and she's wife to serial entrepreneur, Ricky. She is also an international award-winning digital marketer and co-founder and managing partner of Jalapeno Digital, an ad agency lovingly deemed her fourth child. Jennifer loves to cook, entertain, and tell stories. Why I Cried, Tales from Hysterical Pregnant Women is her debut book, though she is credited with many other published works, including articles and blogs in her field, as well as poetry dating back to 2002. Much of the proceeds from the book go back to supporting Postpartum Support International, PSI.org. In 2022, Jennifer is slated to publish the next book in this series called Why I Laughed, Tales from Talkative Toddlers. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Jennifer's mission is to help women see the joy in pregnancy and motherhood to remind them to take time to breathe, laugh at themselves, laugh with their kids, and find camaraderie among other moms, encouraging them to build a strong tribe. Also, since she has a background in digital marketing, she's up to speed on a lot of tech that other mothers might not know exist. So she's all about sharing tech resources that simplify motherhood. Everything from apps to get a load of laundry done to the best resources out there to meal plan and meal prep. Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you on. First of all, yeah, your cooking is like amazing. Your pictures, everything. I love it. So we're going to dive all into that. But before we do, let's do my quick icebreaker round. What is your favorite book or book you'd like to recommend that you think my listeners should know about? Awesome. Thank you for having me today. I have so many favorite books. But I went with my current favorite, which is called Declutter Like a Mother. It's by Ali Kazaza. And she is an incredible mom. She's a mother to four. I think she's in the process of adopting a fifth. And she wrote this book to help moms declutter their home, kind of with the idea that the less stuff you have, the less stuff you have to clean and maintain, and you get all that time back. And that time can go back to spending time with your family and doing the things that matter. It's not totally about minimalism, but it's a fabulous book for any mom who kind of feels like they're running on empty, sometimes keeping up with everything you have to keep up with around the house. So for me, like even something as simple as storing appliances off my countertop and in the cabinets underneath, you don't realize, even though I use them so frequently, like you said, you know, I love to cook, just the ability to wipe down my counters quickly and not have to wipe around appliances or on top of appliances has been huge and really life-changing. It sounds crazy, but I now have clean countertops and I don't have to clean around it, which makes me clean it faster, which makes me have more time with the kids. So that book (laughs) has been instrumental in getting this motherhood thing down for me. And, you know, it makes sense because like we don't realize those small little changes, but adding 10 minutes back to your life, 10 minutes because you're moving this, this, depending on what you have on your counter. And I am all about efficiency and I only have one. So I can imagine. So y'all definitely have to check that out. Who makes up your village? So my village, I, I feel like I'm very blessed because my village 
spans far and wide. I have a lot of local friends, a lot of us who got pregnant around the same time. My friends Michelle um, and Ashley have been wonderful. I also have one of my oldest friends, her name is Emily, and she is a mother to seven kids, four of which um, are adopted. Along, along with those local friends that I have here to help me when I need, I also have a fantastic but really small Facebook group of women that I connect with regularly. There's about 60 members in our group and they're all over the U.S. and we stay in touch really frequently. And I've also found an outlet like you, Nikki, in the um, Broward Mom Collective, which is local to South Florida. And then I'm also blessed that, you know, we are now living in Florida. We kind of came back from California to have kids where our family lives down here in South Florida. So I do have family here. I have a nanny Kiara that I count on to help me with the three kids. So I am really blessed that I have actually really actively worked on going after that mom tribe and, and making sure that I have support, which was, you know, a challenge for me in the, in the beginning of motherhood for sure. Yeah, but it's so instrumental. I know we'll talk about that a bit more. What is your superpower? What do you think? Or what do people tell you is your superpower? <laughs> so I had to ask around on this one, right? Because I was like, what is my superpower? I, I was really lucky that we got these questions ahead of time. And, you know, I, you know, maybe it's the fact that I have a boy that I was like really literal. I'm like, do I have laser vision? So nothing, nothing too crazy. But the main feedback I got from my friends is that I have the ability to do literally anything and, and to do it with confidence. And I don't always feel that way. I'm glad that it looks like I'm showing up that way, though. My friends who are not mothers often send me really uplifting texts because they're a wonderful community of women, but have said, you know, you make motherhood look easy. Like I, like I can see this for myself. I can want this for myself because you can keep up with all the things. And I'm constantly like raising my hand to remind them like not easy. I'm glad that it looks easy. Not easy. FYI. But I, I do like that it has that look that we can manage multiple things and, and be successful doing it. So that's what I heard my superpower is. That's awesome. And I think it goes to your point of you having the tribe then helps you get to do what you need to do. But yes, motherhood is hard regardless, because even when you do have the tribe, it's, we're the moms. It just is what it is. Our brains are 24-7. But that's awesome. I love that. And I love how you say that it comes across that way because you are exuding that. The digital tribe, too, is really important. Like A lot of the moms in my Facebook group are they're military moms they're far removed from family they don't feel like they have that close tribe so even digitally like for any mom who's kind of looking for like who are my people i feel so alone finding a great group on facebook i have a whatsapp group that i'm part of i have a couple of whatsapp groups but you know even finding those people digitally is important that's a really good point, which I'm sure we'll also talk about your role or why you are so supportive of Postpartum International, because I know that's a big one. And I didn't find that out till later on with my son. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay, if you could travel back in time, what period do you think you would go to? I feel like it's like an era question, but you know, I would probably go back to when my husband and I first started dating. So November for us was 17 years of dating and married, married a little five years. I think five years, but you know, before kids, uh, you know, as long as I can come back, like I'll come back and take care of the kids. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but before kids, we we lived it up and and we traveled. Uh, we went to so many places. But I'd love to be able to like relive all of that with a sense of you know, kind of knowing like motherhood's gonna lock you down for a bit, pandemic's gonna lock you down for a bit. So I think and there's so many moms right that are just trying to find like how do I reconnect with my husband and stuff. So when I kind of like look back to you know what what things were like before those are always the moments that i'm thinking of is all the great times we had together and stuff so i'd probably go back i'd probably go back and redo that kind of knowing just what's to come that you know you're in it for a little bit <laughs> no that's such a good point because the same thing my husband and i we dated five years before we got married but still 10 years together now and five years married and i thought we had it down packed and we built this foundation and it was hard once children come and people don't prepare you for that so that's a really good point so i love that it's like going back to that time for sure of like who you were before kids the fun couple who slept in drank went to the bars <laughs> I, I got like full body chills i'm like oh sleeping in that's the forget the bar I'll, I, but the, the sleeping in part absolutely you know i I think, you know, that, that kind of like resentment builds up a lot if you're not careful, right? And, you know, how are you sitting down while I'm doing this? Or how are you doing, you know, and you kind of start to take for granted your your significant other if you're not proactively understanding that's part of the journey, that's part of something that you have to combat. And so, you know, we've implemented a lot of things in our family, which I'm sure we'll talk about 
Saturday night meetings between my husband and I, like, we're like, we're having a meeting. It's a family gathering here. So, you know, that we can kind of reconnect and spend and spend some time together and talk about our week and not just, you know, have a space to say, we need to fix, fix the pool fence. We need to build a driveway for this boat. We need to, you know, where we can talk about all the things so that day to day it's, Hey, how are you? Not me just, you know, shouting task lists and back and forth. So yeah. Or you forgot to do this for the millionth time. Cause I told you, and you're not just roommates or like people living together. It's like, yeah, let's connect. I love that. So yes, I hope we do. We'll, we'll touch base on that. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where do you think you'd want to go to? Oh my God, Barcelona, hands down. Huge foodie. And during our honeymoon, we actually flew into Barcelona and then we took a cruise. We had won a ridiculous like 13 day cruise that we won. So we were, I mean, it was fabulous to use it as a honeymoon, but um, I just ate my way through Spain and (laughs) every year vision boarding and writing goals lists like Barcelona is always like really close at the top of the list. It's the only thing I haven't gone back to do, but I've got big plans. So That's awesome. We'll put that down for 2022, 2023. And what are you most looking forward to this year? So I'm super enjoying this decluttering kick. Got myself some earbuds. If you're like a mom who doesn't have earbuds, like get on that right away because I'm like listening to podcasts. I went to the playground with the kids the other day and was just like, it had my earbuds in listening to podcasts and it was like a nice way to get away. But that decluttering kick from the book I'm reading, Declutter Like a Mother, I plan to keep that up into 2022. I'm also working on my next book, which is going to be called Why I Laugh, Tales from Talkative Toddlers. I expect that to be out by the end of this year. And then also my digital ad agency as well, which is kind of the bread and butter, Jalapeno Digital. That's just growing like wildfire. We have a huge team, an incredible client roster, and it's just growing by the day. Every day we're getting uh, more people reaching out. So really keeping up with that, you know, kind of carving out with the decluttering, with business and everything else, carving out that time for my family and for family time and for showing up and being present the way I want to be is, you know, kind of the theme of 2022. I love doing these conversations because to your point or what you mentioned before, we met through Broward Mom Collective and we only get bits and pieces when you connect like that. But the fact that we get to dive in a little bit more and you're a local mom is just amazing. And I'm so intrigued to hear more. So tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself, how old your kids are, and then dive into pregnancy hormones and how hormones continue after pregnancy and the whole fourth trimester. And then we'll steamroll from there. Yeah, absolutely. So about me, you know, I'm a mom's mom. I love supporting and uplifting other moms and and women in general. And I kind of feel like that's a bit of a calling of mine. It goes back to my ad agency days. So I've worked all over at ad agencies before I started my own, before I started Jalapeno Digital out in San Diego and in San Francisco. And during that time, I would mentor a lot of young women starting out in the field. Um, By the time I left my job, I was a global director of paid search and SEO. So, you know, I kind of worked my way up through the ranks. And throughout that time, I found myself like really into this mentorship. I was lucky that I had a lot of great mentors throughout my career. And so I wanted to be that for other other women. And then, you know, it kind of delved into a personal level. I think it's great when you can go to a job and, you know, just keep it all about work. But I I really connected with a lot of my team members and a lot of my staff and a lot of that became really personal. And so now that's kind of, I'm kind of taking that with me with so many new moms and with the book of kind of mentoring them a little bit through motherhood as well and through some of the challenges. And, you know, like I said, a lot of people think, you know, my Facebook, like, wow, you've got it all put together. And I'm here to like challenge that and say, it's not put together. Here's all the things I'm doing. You mentioned I use a lot of tech and stuff to help me. Absolutely. There are things that I did not know existed before motherhood. There's an app and someone will come and pick up my laundry and it'll be done a dollar per pound and done and folded, put away. So a lot of that, a lot of that mentoring and talking about how can we make it easier on ourselves and and really the idea that that's okay to make it easier on ourselves. In terms of family, I feel like we're growing bigger every year. My oldest uh, is only three. I have three kids. My oldest is three. His name is Cameron. He is incredibly smart. He is the most logic driven kid that I have ever met. We call him the negotiator. You have 10 minutes to do this. Well, how about six minutes? And oh, okay. Six, six minutes it is. He is hilarious. Constantly has us laughing. A lot of what's going into the second book is uh, little funny tidbits uh, between him and myself, just uh, laughing away. So then there's uh, my daughter, my middle daughter, Caroline. She is two. She was born right before the pandemic. So I guess you can call her like a pandemic baby. She was born December, 2019. 
And so like face masks are like an accessory for her. Like she wants to like go to bed with a face mask on. It's like a whole, we're like, girl, we got it. We got to take this off now. So, you know, that's a little bit different because I went everywhere with my son. I did everything with him. With Caroline, things have been a little bit different because she's just grown up a little bit different. Sure. So sassy. She doesn't put up with BS. She is her mother's child for sure. <laughs> um, and she'll learn that later. Right now, she's a daddy's girl. Like right now, she's a daddy's girl, which I absolutely love. And then there's our youngest, Carly. She is only seven months old, but she uh, she just started sitting up this week. Yay. And so now like bath time, she's like sitting up and I'm like, oh my God, so much more fun. Not like breaking my back, like holding her up. So. <laughs> she adores her brother and her sister which is great they all we were so blessed that we didn't experience any of that like sibling jealousy that a lot of families struggle with so she's been great and then my husband Ricky he's an entrepreneur he is where I've learned so much about business he has not worked for anyone since like college wow I think his last job was like TGI Fridays but he has just been an incredible entrepreneur he has developed so many different types of companies he's currently running a local business down here called Sunstorm Construction. Um, they're an impact and solar window company. And he's really a lot of what gave me that confidence to go out on my own with Jalapeno Digital. Like I mentioned, we've been together 17 years. So it always seemed for me that, well, I need a stable job. Like you're like just startup after startup after startup, some incredible opportunities that moved us out to California. He's, I mean, raised over 5 million in funding. He's done incredible things, but I needed that stability. Like that was always comfortable for me. That's where I come from of like, you know, work your way through the ranks, gold watch, pension plan, all the things. I don't, I don't know where the gold watch is, but you know, so it, it took a lot of learning right from from him to be able to have the confidence and go out and do jalapeno on my own so he has been amazing and a huge source of motivation for me and then hobbies i love to cook which you already know and it's a good thing because i've got some great eaters here i barely make the same recipe twice unless it's fabulous but i love you know finding quick ways to cook people are always so impressed that like i have a huge home cooked meal every night and i literally do, i do stuff throughout the day chop an onion here go put the baby down for a nap you know, chop some tomatoes over here, stick it in the fridge. So, you know, I talk through a lot of those like tips with moms too, of like, how does it look like it's getting all done? It's it's a lot of small things that add up to the big picture. That's so. such a good point. Small things that add up to the big picture. And I'm sure a lot of the declutter book talks about that as well. Like it's, it's doing those small things to kind of get you that actually overall, because even to your point of you saying, you know, having your own business or certain things, it's like you outsourcing what you need to do, whether it's the laundry or whatever it is, which we are going to talk about. But first, we'll talk about the hormonal aspect of it. And then, you know, the inspiration behind creating your first book. But we will talk a lot about the outsourcing aspect of it, because I don't think we talk about it enough. And I do not know, and I've said this before on my podcast, how our mothers or the older generation did it, especially the moms who did work and ran the households, because obviously then the generation before that, you know, didn't work and they stayed home. But then like our mother's generation that worked, like, I, I don't know. And yet my mother cleaned and all of that were me. Like I have a housekeeper. I'm like, I have 20 million things to do. Sometimes you have to spend that way. But then if you're using the time that you have to do other productive things, the opportunity cost of that is much greater which we'll get into. But why don't we talk about the impact of the fourth trimester? I know for me, it affected me. Um, my doula did recommend the fourth trimester. I even think book, but once I had my son, I was in no way, shape or form ready to even go there. It was very, very, very difficult. And it just was, I had an easy pregnancy, very thankful. I had a home birth, so everything aligned. And then my son came and it was like, I had no idea what to do. So talk to me about how that impacted you and why you've become such a big advocate to discuss what happens in the fourth trimester. There's this myth out there, right? That women are so hormonal when they're pregnant and it stops there. So you'll hear this from a lot of moms of like, my baby's born and everyone runs to this baby. I'm over here in my diaper. Like, um, does anyone want to take care of me here? And so there's kind of that idea that like while pregnant, like, oh, these things are acceptable, like, you know, mom brain and brain fog and, and things like that, which are all really real and true things that do happen during pregnancy. But what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of that hormonal journey really goes into overdrive in the fourth trimester. So 
right after giving birth, your estrogen and progesterone levels drop dramatically. So that's what actually contributes to the baby blues. So a lot of a lot of women experience this. It's it's kind of mood swings, anxiety, some irritability. It usually resolves within a week. A lot of moms who have you know experienced baby blues will tell you just go outside, sit in the sun. A little bit of vitamin D helps, and you know that, that does help kind of getting yourself out of the house. I mean. But you're healing from major, whether, you know, you've had a C-section or a vaginal birth or, you know, whatever it might be, you're healing. And you're also expected to take care of this little being. And people think that there's some mom instinct that just is going to kick in. And while it might kick in in some pieces, right, it doesn't mean you'll immediately know how to breastfeed or you'll immediately know what to look for with their umbilical cord. And you're, you're supposed to know everything at once. And so that it can all be a lot with all of those hormones kind of out of whack. I prepped my husband, even after Cameron, my first was born, of like, this this hormonal roller coaster is just getting started, buddy. Like, I've done all the reading and it's gonna get a little crazy. And so that, that fourth trimester, I think people need to really, you know, give moms a little bit more of a break, a little bit more of understanding of what that can be, as well as, of course, you know, watching out for their moms because there can be, you know, more serious symptoms. So if you have something similar to that, the mood swings, the anxiety, sadness, but it feels more intense or it lasts for longer than a week, it, or if it's something you really just is a funk that you feel like you can't get out of and it's impacting your daily life. I mean, every day, the way you do things, the way you show up, that can be something like postpartum depression, something like postpartum anxiety. And, you know, for me, that postpartum support international PSI.org is an incredible organization with so many resources, uh, many of which are free, but you know, I, I experienced some of this, which we'll talk about in a bit, but I had a lot of trouble finding out who do I reach out to? Like who is even qualified? And on top of taking care of a new baby, are you going to be like, Oh, let me, I'm, I don't ever want to deal with looking for doctors or insurance on a good day. So doing it when you're feeling at your worst is, is really hard. So that, that organization is incredibly helpful for women that are kind of feeling like they just can't get out of that. What, what were some of the things that you experienced? I know for me before having my, my son and I, I slowly getting back and he's four and I feel like really maybe the last probably during COVID, crazy enough, 2020. So maybe the last couple of years of finally feeling like myself again, which has been weird. And I think that's another thing we don't talk about women expect six months to a year. And it's like, no, it could be a year, year and a half too. Some women still of that journey of slowly getting back. And I know for me, I'll mention these two high level. It was grieving my previous self, like we discussed. I didn't realize how much I was going to grieve my freedom. I thought having my son older in life, I was 34, that I was going to be welcoming like, yep, I've done everything I wanted to do for the most part. And now here it is. And it was like, no, I, I grieved the freedom. I resented my husband a lot. So that was one. And then two, I suffered from a lot of postpartum anxiety. I had anxiety to go out with him and just the thought of him crying and me not knowing what to do. And people looking at me like, get that baby to stop crying. What are you doing? So for the first three months, and there was like mama meetup groups with my midwife and stuff, and I would go, but I would be so anxious and not in the moment. I didn't want to change his diaper in front of everybody because I felt like they were, it was like crazy. And I was like, where is this coming from? I'm such like a confident, you know, Latina woman and I, you know, all this, and it just went away. So what were some of the things that you went through? And you have three, basically under three, because you have your three-year-old. So talk about some high-level things. And did you experience different things with each one? Sure. Well, I hadn't really, I think, put into words until talking to you just now about grieving your former self, I think, is a huge part of it. And I think that's probably, you know, for, for my kids. So with Jalapeno Digital, my ad agency that I set up, I set this up with the intention of, so my company is five years old and I set it up with the company of like, I will have kids, I will move back home and I will have this agency where this is what I will do. Like this was the master plan. And I mean, Nikki, it's going fabulous. Seven figure business. It's going every single piece of the plan that I put into play has gone according to plan. And I was still so unhappy. And I think a lot of that is, yeah, because you, you have it all figured out and you're, this is your plan. And you're still like, but, but what about my former self? And I will say motherhood is one of those areas where I had not walked into it with as much confidence as I thought that I had, because I'm a very confident woman, you know, same as you. I mean, I can go in and I can own a business meeting. I can show up. I love pitching clients. I love talking about the work I do, but actually going into motherhood, there's so much 
hesitancy, that kind of anxiety piece plays into it. And people don't expect that from you. You're not, what do you, like, you're the kind of woman that shows up, like what's happening here. So for me, so a uh, high level for me, you know, I didn't experience um, postpartum depression or anxiety, but I actually did experience something very different that I had to do a lot of research on. I experienced pregnancy rage when I was pregnant with both of my girls. So I did not get it with my son. So my, my kind of history is I had two back-to-back miscarriages and then my son and then my two daughters. And so when my son was, was born, every part of that pregnancy, that's when I wrote the book. That's when I wrote Why I Cried Tales from Hysterical Pregnant Women was based off of the stories during that pregnancy because after two miscarriages, you're just living up every hormonal, every time you throw up, you're like, yes, it's stuck. I'm pregnant. This is part of it. And you're like living it up because you know what it's like to not be that when you've had these miscarriages, right? But with my two girls, I had this unexplained rage and I was just so angry. And with my third, with Carly, I didn't know I was pregnant. And I thought I'm just angry because I have two kids in the middle of a pandemic and I'm stuck at home. But it was, it was really, truly rage. At one point, I was in the bathroom alone by myself, which was, you know, rarity for any mom, but I got mad and I threw something. It's for me. I mean, I was kind of shocked. Like not only did I throw something, but I threw something like literally alone by myself. Like I didn't throw something with a point of like, I'm so angry and everyone needs to know. Like I threw like by myself, I just threw something and I, I knew something was really off. I sat down again, mom tribe, my friend, Michelle, we went out to uh, coffee the next day. And I was like, I think I mean, I'm just so mad. I don't know why I'm so angry. Like, are other moms this angry? And that's where I started learning about postpartum support international. That's when I started doing the research. A reaction like that really scared me. So I ended up um, signing up for BetterHelp, which was the right choice for me. They don't typically deal with PPD or PPA. So if that's something you're going through, it's, you know, I, I would recommend really looking at all of your options. But for me, I felt I needed something immediate. I needed something now. I lucked out with a therapist who also had two kids, one on the way, same as me. Um, so I felt very connected to her. But if, you know, if you do feel like you're going through anything like that, I definitely recommend Postpartum Support International. is a great starting point um, for men and women. So not just women. Another misconception is that men don't go through this, but men get to grieve who they were. Men get to have anxiety about dealing with a small baby and feel like I don't have these mother instincts. What am I supposed to do while mom goes back to work and I'm home with the baby? That happens too. So, you know, and it's never too late. Like you said, some women aren't even even diagnosed with PPD or PPA until a year or 18 months postpartum. So another misconception out there. And that's so great that you recognize that because yeah, that would have probably scared me too. And even with my anxiety, that scared me. I remember looking at my husband because I felt like we were so disengaged and I was like, are we going to be okay? Like, you know, we had built, like I said, this wonderful foundation completely off. So the fact that you had that indication of that and said, I need to figure this out. Now, may I ask, do you still go to therapy? Do you still talk to someone? So I have actually, I stopped therapy, I think end of or middle of 2021. So I kind of like normalized. Once I had baby Carly, third baby, there was like almost an immediate release literally in the delivery room of those hormones dropping off or something. But I just felt a huge release. I still get kind of emotional talking about it. I felt a huge release. And um Yeah. And she is actually the baby that I breastfed for the shortest. And I think that that, you know, breastfeeding plays a lot into hormones also. And I breastfed Caroline and Cameron for a year each. And for Carly, I ended up getting an IUD. I was like, good, so long to this baby heaven. And I ended up getting an IUD, which is, you know, safe for for baby with breastfeeding, but it just changed my milk and she wasn't into it. And we started formula probably around the four month mark or so. And so not having the breastfeeding, which I thought, you know, was our deep connection, sure, sure. all of those wonderful things. I think that that's really taken that, that additional weight off of, off of my body in terms of, in terms of my hormones kind of stretching themselves to be able to, you know, produce for your baby and, you know, all those things our bodies are meant to do, you know, so that's, that's helped for sure. So I am no longer in any traditional therapy like that, but I do probably focus on myself and my mental health so much more than I used to through other outlets and other resources um, than, than I did prior, for sure. I actually started seeing a therapist at the end of fourth quarter of 2021, and it's been a game changer for me. And it's so funny when I was sitting there, I don't know what session it was. And I was like, I don't even know if I need to come. Like, I feel like everything is good. And she, you know, I was like, I feel like you're looking at me like, girl, you have no problems. What are you in here talking about? And she's like, no, 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 honey. She was like, therapy is a form of exercise. 
realized and that stayed with me. And then I, I felt triggered the last probably few weeks since kind of the new year and now the end of the year and new year. So I'm actually looking forward to going back there because like things were going really well. And I'm like, no, I have a bunch of stuff to unload. So I understand what she meant by that. But yeah, I've been such a big advocate of it. And, and, and I think you make a good point of recognizing of when your mental health is needed and finding other outlets. This has been great for me. That's so crazy that you said like once your daughter came, it's like it went away and you just felt the release. Like it's amazing. It is. And it's wild what our bodies, hormones and how we feel that so much, which is why the mother instinct is so, so strong. Like it's so unreal. Kudos to you for recognizing that and doing what you need to do. Ladies, are you tired of feeling overworked and under-recognized for your impact at work? And are you curious about how to do the inner work to own your worth so you can feel confident making the bold asks, negotiating for more, and creating your ideal career? Ashley Pere, a previous guest, is a successful leadership and negotiation coach who is offering you the special opportunity to experience the power of private coaching with her. She will give you the tools necessary to grow your career in your own terms by being authentic in tough conversations, building bridges through negotiation, and trusting that no is not the end. Head over to www.ownyourworth.com to book an exclusive 30-minute private consultation. So tell me, where did the inspiration come from writing the book? Did you write it while you were pregnant, after your first son? How did that go? So, like I said, two miscarriages, and then I was pregnant with my son. So I like soaked in every moment of that. For lots of women who've had miscarriages, you know, a lot of it has to do with your HCG levels. They drop down. You start to not feel these symptoms that, you know, pregnant women are supposed to feel. Why am I not feeling this? And so every little thing that happened with Cameron, I'd be like walking out of the bathroom, like just threw up again, like pretty <laughs> excited about it. Like I was, I was wild because I wanted this so bad. Like I said, I built a company to support me having a child, right? Like I was ready. So, and you know, of course that goes into like being so ready and then you get this baby and you're like, what the hell am I doing? I was so ready. That being said, I was like living for all the like crazy hormone things that happened. I was posting them on Facebook. Like it was just like, it became all these funny tidbits. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick one is, you know, my husband and I were over at uh, my friend, Michelle and Helene's house, Michelle and my mom tribe. We were both pregnant at the same time for our first pregnancies together, which was amazing. We were starving hungry. I was so hungry. The guys were like talking shop. I don't, both of our husbands are fixers. So, and you'll hear about this in the book, but they're like fixers. So when we get pregnant, like Rick bought a whole new house. Julio renovated their entire house. Like, this is how they deal. They're like, oh my God, like, better rip apart this entire house. So the house is like in shreds. Michelle and I were in her bedroom, like starving. They're talking shop. I kept telling my husband, I'm like, yeah, I'm like really hungry. Like, like I'm yelping places, what's close by. They live in Pompano. It's not my area. So I'm, I'm like, where, you know, what's around? We leave. It's like 11 PM because we don't have kids yet. And we go through a drive-thru and it's Wendy's drive-thru. All I want is a chicken sandwich, please. Chicken sandwich, mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato. And there's a sign up that says, there's no lettuce. I look at him and I just burst into tears. I was like, no lettuce, bro? Are you serious? No lettuce? And my husband turns to me dead serious. He says, were you going to get a salad? No, sir. I was not going to get a salad. I was going to get a chicken sandwich. And he's like, well, it's just like, one, but they only put like one leaf of lettuce on it. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and it became a whole, listen, you know, I'm raising this baby and I don't feel good about my fried chicken sandwich choices. But what I do feel good about is that little piece of lettuce. That's what I feel good about. It's basically a salad on a sandwich. I'm like, you know, trying to collect it, like getting myself together because now we're pulling up. And so we pull up, I'm like, you know, wiping the tears off my face and we pull up. Rick says to, my husband says to the guy at the drive-thru window, like, are you sure you don't have any lettuce? And he goes, no, sir. And I just all over again, just burst into tears. That's it. Forget it. I don't even want. And then, you know, so I'm eating my sad. It was literally, I was like, this is a tomato and chicken sandwich. So thanks for that. If you'd only listen to me sooner, right? So, so all these stories, right, end up going on Facebook of like, why are we losing our mind, right? I would be sitting on the couch crying and my husband would come by and he'd be like, did you just call Papa John's again? They don't deliver to us. So this was like a weekly, <laughs> I would call and I'd be like, but please. And they'd be like, no, because we, we don't deliver to you. And I'd be like, but I'm really pregnant. Like, I'll give you an extra five. So it was all these <laughs> stories, right? We're on Facebook. 
And so many of my friends and women commented and they were like, this is so funny. Like you should just make this into a book. This is so funny. That's what I did. So once I had Cameron and there was like that peaceful newborn stage that we now all take for granted, right? Like when they're like able to sleep in your office while you actually get stuff done, but you don't want to get anything done because you just had a baby. But I was on maternity leave and I was like, you know what? It was easy as can be. I just grabbed all these stories from Facebook. I wrote them out um, with all of the detail. And Emily, who's um, my friend who's the mother of seven, she is a fantastic writer herself. She actually just put out her first book called Can You? It's a food allergy story um, because all of her kids have food allergies, as well as my son Cameron. So amazing mom. She was like, I'll edit this thing. So she went and edited, but she's so funny that I was like, don't you have stories? So we added her stories. And then I was like, I bet there's so many moms. So it became this collaboration where we had so many different moms. I tried to get all different types of moms. So, you know, military moms, single moms, young moms, divorced moms. And we all kind of collectively put these stories together. One of my favorite parts about the book is almost every single piece of it is worked on by a mom. So obviously all the writers are moms, the editors are mom. The woman who did my cover design is an incredible single mom with a sweet daughter, CJ. And so it just became this like work of art, in my opinion, right, by all mothers contributing to it. And it became more about that camaraderie and stuff in making something and creating something than, than just the book itself. And now we are connected to Postpartum Support International in that when we get bulk orders of the book, so we do get a lot of bulk orders, which is awesome, from companies like Mama Glow Shop, there's Alpha Zulu Baby, that put our book in those pregnancy boxes. Sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So if someone says, Hey, I've got an order of a hundred bucks. I'm like, oh, sweet. So any bulk order purchases, a portion of proceeds goes back directly to postpartum support international, which is awesome. But I didn't actually publish this book. So I wrote it when Cameron was born. He's three. I didn't publish this till the end of 2020. Yeah. So after Caroline was born, it was in the middle of this pandemic where like every day was the same. And I was like, girl, we got to shake it up. And so I was like, this book, we're going to publish it. We're going to do it. And so that's what we did. So now um, it can be found on Amazon, many other online retailers like Walmart and Target, um, also sell at barnesandnoble.com. It was really, it was really incredible. And so now that I'm writing the next book, that's all about all the funny things our kids say. I love my vision for it is to be the same. So is to really connect different moms that have, you know, these kids that, you know, kids say the darndest things that are so true. All the things that kids say, I just... That's the plan with the next book too, is let's do that all over again. I'm, you know, three kids out now and, and ready for more of that, you know, camaraderie with other women. So. Oh my God. I love that. That story. That's hilarious. I think I would have been so mad at my husband. I would have put the ownership on him and been like, you see, because you took so much time doing this. Now I don't have my damn lettuce because now we don't have time to go looking for other Wendy's for me to get. Oh yeah. I would have been. So that is hilarious. I know he's looking at me like there is no nutrients in a little slice of iceberg lettuce, but, and I'm like, you don't tell me, sir. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love how you said like, it was a labor of love with all moms and that all moms touch the book of the creation of the book. That's, that's fantastic. And I love when I talk to people on here that create things for moms, because then, yeah, I think of, you know, if I come across a pregnant mama and all the different things and be like, Oh, if you need this, there's this, and Oh, this would be a great gift. And then hearing the backstory behind it, that's, that's pretty awesome. So congrats on that. Yeah, It's a great baby shower gift. We love baby shower gifts as you know, that's why we got it in so many pregnancy boxes. I feel like it's uh it's just to really let women know like this is normal we're all in this together to laugh at these moments because I was all for those moments with Cameron it became harder with the girls of course but I was all for those moments and I was living in those moments and knowing I am going to look back on this and laugh this is going to be funny and for for women who are you know at that kind of height of the pregnancy hormones and feeling all the things and stuff and and are kind of getting lost in it. It's to really like lighten it up. That these things, are, these things will be funny. You will laugh about this later. This will be a fun story for you to share and tell because it can all feel really intense in the moment. It can feel really intense, and I think because we put a lot of pressure on that. Whether you're seeing someone look like, like to your earlier point, that someone has it all, and why am I going through this? Where it's like, oh no, honey, we're all experiencing some type of hormonal aspect of it where we're like, wait, did we just say that? Do we just do that? And is this right to feel this way? So that's awesome. So before we go into some other questions of kind of like what you do to unwind and all that, why don't we talk about your favorite apps and 
all the things that you do to make sure your life is streamlined because yeah, you're a business owner. Now me being a new business owner, like wouldn't change it for the world. And the thought of, cause I'm like, gosh, I have to work extra hard to kind of get back the salary I had before, but I wouldn't change it because of the flexibility and, and all of that. But yeah. So tell me all the things that keeps Miss Jennifer Lopez sure. on the up and up. The things that keep me running. Yes, yes. I will tell you the things that keep me running. So what I have learned is when I come across something that is time consuming, it needs to edit. We need to figure that out. If it's time consuming. Those even apply to things that are easy. And that for me was the trick is usually people start working on the hard stuff. Like this is hard and I need to make this less hard. I've made things that were already kind of easy for me easier. So that's kind of where I started, which was, I feel like, you know, lots of people start with the hard stuff and start with this big complex problem of how do I whittle this down? So an example for me, because I cook a lot, was meal planning. So, and it's tricky for my family because my son's allergic to egg. Hopefully he'll grow out of that, but right now it still stands. He's allergic to egg. And after each of the pregnancies, I did Weight Watchers, lost all of the weight. Fabulous. But I, you know, I typically follow a Weight Watchers lifestyle. And with him being allergic to egg and then, you know, my husband's food preferences, he's a little bit thickier than the rest of us. My process was I was going on Pinterest, pinning recipes, then going in my notes app and writing down which of the pinned recipes I was going to make. Then I was going into my Instacart for delivery. I always do grocery delivery. I feel like that's an app you can write down. For me, that's a given. I've been doing Instacart since before kids. So grocery delivery is where it's at. There's no way I'm taking three kids to a grocery store and fighting over cereal. <laughs> like it's not happening. Uh, people ask me when, when they see a meal they like, they're like, where is this in the grocery store? I'm like, girl, I haven't been to a grocery store in seven years. I have zero idea where it is in the grocery store. So Instacart for sure. But I was then going into Instacart and I was putting in all of the ingredients for all of these meals, right? And then I'm double checking ingredients of what I found in Instacart to make sure there's no egg in it. And then I'm double checking the points values for what, like I was, it was so systematic. I've been doing this for years. My son's three, I've been doing this. So I was doing it all the time and I felt like, well, it's not broken. Like it's just annoying, but like, it's something I do, but like, I know how to do it. I have my way. So because of another mom group, I found an app called plan to eat and it's incredible. It's basically like an empty database. So you have a computer version, an app version, it's an empty database, meals, side dishes, sauces, dinners, lunches, all broken out into sections. And you go ahead and there's a URL scraper. There's a few different ways you can add recipes. I think there's actually a way to get like handwritten recipes in there, but there's a URL scraper and it pulls in all of these recipes for you. And it gets rid of, you know, the blogs that are like, well, one time I had a piece of chicken when I was seven and like, you're like, okay, where's your recipe though? Well, because well, you got well. stuff to make, right? Yeah. Thank God for the jump to recipe button in most of those. But when you pull in these recipes into the app, it cuts out all the fat. It's like ingredients and directions, which already is a huge time saver because, and it looks a lot like Pinterest. It's visually appealing and you can see stuff. It's pretty. Then there is a shop button. So, or a plan button, I'm sorry. And so you can go ahead and actually plan. You can click and drag if you're on a computer, or you can do it easily on your phone, click and drag the recipes for days. And then there's a shop button and you can go to shop, select your days that you're going to, that Cook you're this or make this or whatever. shopping mm -hmm. for. Yeah. I'm going to do these things and it'll either give you an itemized, organized grocery list by department, like produce. And so it adds up stuff. So it's like, oh, you had three cups of flour in this recipe. You had a cup of flour in this recipe. You had, okay, so you're going to need X many ounces of flour. So we'll go ahead. So it does this, it does this um, print out recipe or print out grocery list for you, which is amazing, but it has another feature because I don't use that because I don't go to a grocery store. So instead of printing it out, which would be nice because it would tell you this would be in the produce aisle. Sure, sure. I actually import it into Instacart and it literally fills my Instacart with all the stuff that I'll need, all the right amounts. It's easy to switch out substitutions like, oh, that's not my brand of sour cream. I'm going to swap that out. So easy. So what I started doing now is Friday at 10 a.m., I set a timer. I set timers for my kids to do like things, you know, so setting timers for myself has been huge. I set a 30 minute timer and that's, I have 30 minutes to come up with the meal plan to import it into Instacart, get all the, and I schedule it for delivery on Monday. So I do that Friday. So I'm not worrying about it at the weekend. I'm spending time with my family. I know groceries are coming on Monday, not worried about it. 
And that has been so huge. I can't incorporate Weight Watchers and stuff because I can pull recipes directly from their website. It's amazing. You can pull recipes from literally anywhere. And that has been huge for any meal planning mamas. It's amazing. It's like $39. They have a half off on Black Friday um, deal if you renew every year. Yeah. Another one for me when I was in the thick of motherhood was Sudshare. So Sudshare is a laundry app. Someone will literally come and pick up your laundry and you can be so specific with your instructions. Mine are like, oh, only hypoallergenic detergent for my kids, but really smell good stuff for all my husband's work stuff. And, and like, you could be so specific. I want all my husband's shirts on hangers. He likes to hang all of his shirts. So that was, that was a thing. I, I, you literally stick out. I do a contractor bag full of laundry out of my front door, a ton of hangers and someone comes, picks it up. And like two days later, maybe your laundry is folded at your front door. That has been when I was really in the thick of things and figuring out how to manage a household of five, that was huge. But now I have started, I do laundry daily now. So I, it's so easy because I have so much less to fold and I'm not overwhelmed ever. But another big tip that I have is setting a timer for stuff. So I also run the dishwasher every day. And for some reason I would dread emptying my dishwasher. I don't know. I was just like, Ooh, I gotta empty this. And like, it would annoy me. I don't know. It was like not a fun time. But emptying the dishwasher, I set a timer once. It took me three minutes to empty my dishwasher. And you're the, sitting and there saying, like, really, me, Jen? Like, get it together. Like, I could take yeah, three minutes. I know. I spent way more than three minutes complaining in my head about how I was not about to do this dish. I'm like, <laughs> oh, the dishwasher. <laughs> I hate it. So doing a timers and things, like, it's almost like things that work for your kids. Like, try out on yourself a little bit. Like, setting a timer, I was like, Wow. Same thing with folding laundry. I dread folding laundry. Now, when I do my laundry daily, it takes me five minutes to fold laundry for five five people. It takes me five minutes. What's the, you know, like what's all the dread and buildup, right? Another thing um, that has helped, it's not a piece of tech, but it's the idea of kind of setting up those rhythms of just, if you do laundry, doing laundry every day or doing the dishwasher every day for me has helped because when I wasn't doing it every day, all throughout a day, I would be thinking to myself, oh crap, I got to do laundry on Saturday. Okay, well, set. all right, laundry on Saturday. On sa and you spend so much time thinking about how you're going to do the, and it just pops in your head. You don't ask for it. It just pops into your head. Oh, I got to do laundry. Oh, so-and-so's got a party. I wonder if the pants are in the laundry. Once you do laundry every day, it sounds wild. You have so much less to fold, but what's more important is you're not thinking about all the laundry you're going to have to do because you know it just happens. It just happens. I never, and another thing for me, like getting dressed up, I'm like, you know, the PJs kind of mom. I like, you know, try to like hack it together for daycare drop off. But a, a great thing for me about the laundry every day is I'll go ahead and wear whatever I want to wear because that laundry is being done tomorrow. No thinking like, oh, but Saturday, am I going to go out and want to wear this or something? I'll go ahead and wear your best clothes, live your best life because laundry's getting done tomorrow. We can wear whatever we want. We don't have to save it. The idea of, you know, like, oh, I'll do this later this week, right? Like, I want to wear this later. So anyway, those are some, some of my tips. You know, I could go on no, forever I love about it. Anything. I think the meal plan, I know that was the biggest one that you said, even in the Broward Mom Collective, because I cook about three or four days out of the week. I don't cook all the time. But for me, what I did was I did meal planning. So I'll, I'll have a, I have a um, chalkboard in our kitchen and I was like, you know what? I'm going to meal plan for the month. One of the moms I had brought on here, goodness, I think 2020, 2021, she meal plans for the week. So I was like, you know what? Let me see the month. So I know the days I'm going to cook are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, some Wednesdays, depending if I don't have a lot of leftovers. My husband does work from home, so we're very fortunate. I don't tend to eat a lot of like lunch or whatever. So the leftovers are really for him and my son. So I don't have the family of five like you. So I completely, completely understand. But that still was a game changer because it was getting the dread out of like, what the heck am I going to cook? And I was like, wait a minute, I know what to cook. I know what my family likes. So now I have a literal calendar that I type in and say, okay, this first week, I'm going to make this, this second week, this, this, and that's been great. And I just started implementing that this month. And that's been great. The timers aspect, I freaking love it. I do it for my son. I put alarms on my phone that every morning at 8am, especially if I'm taking him to school when he's with his dad, he could figure it out. But when I have to take him to school, because I'm such on a more regimen schedule, it's like 8am, the timer goes off, he knows his little Alexa in his room, my phone 8am, he hears that, oh, I don't care what you're doing at that time, 
pajamas off, clothes on, and we'll figure it out. So I love that, the timers things. And I love the idea of doing it for things that we dread because yeah, to your point, you're spending more time dreading it where it's like, really, this is going to take two seconds. It's not that serious, but we do, we have this like angst that comes with doing these responsibilities. But I think as a mom, because we have so much on our plate, we're just like, Jesus, we have to add this one more thing. But once you, I think, normalize it and are like, look, in the grand scheme of things, it takes this long. You're like, all right, maybe it's not so bad. Plus, I also think for me, that's great because sometimes I'll just go in La La Land. I don't know, I'll go on YouTube and I need to listen to background music. And then I'm picking like taking 10 minutes to pick a video to like have in the background. But I think it's good because it's like if you turn on the timer and you're like, look, it's going to take me 20 minutes and I'm not doing anything else until whatever this task is, whether it's for a client, for myself, gets done until that timer gets off because then you remain focused. So I love it. Thank you for sharing some of those. So to your friend's point, yeah, I mean, you you have a family of five and you're doing the damn thing. You're a freaking businesswoman. Do you think it's possible to really have it all with regards to career and family? And what do you think that means? And, you know, with the whole balance aspect, I know we talked about the apps and stuff, but to really streamline life and, and really have it all with regards to your family and your life and your career. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of women, I feel like don't think it's possible, but I absolutely believe that it's all possible. You just need support and you need to know and define those areas where you need it and what that looks like for you. So it might be like for you, Nikki, a housekeeper. That's what it might be. It might be a babysitter. For me, a game changer for me was I got a virtual assistant a few months ago. I was like, you know what? I've got a thousand things going through my head. I need to buy the kids long pants. It's going to be winter soon. I need to do that. I got a virtual assistant that I'm just like, here's a list of random Amazon things that I'd love if you could buy. Here's, you know, she helped me plan my daughter's second birthday. Like, she helps with invoicing my clients for work. So it all is, you know, really look into what a virtual assistant does. If you're one of those people who are running the show on, on many fronts, I run a seven figure business at home. I raise my three kids. Um, my two older ones have started daycare, but before that it was, you know, all the kids at once. I check emails on my phone. So making sure that you have, you know, a setup so that you can do it all. Um, baby Carly's usually in a bouncer in my office, hopping away. If I have a late night meeting with a client, Cameron will come in occasionally and do a guitar solo in his underwear. But what, what bridges that gaps is, you know, again, I, I am blessed because I set up this company with the intention of having kids, but is having a lot of transparency. I think, and you've probably felt it being at home, but since the pandemic, a lot of this is so much more acceptable. See, I've been working from home since before all this with kids and, and navigating that, but now a lot of it's more acceptable. They understand like your kid's going to come in and interrupt this meeting and it's going to not be great, but that's, you know, that's life from home now. But I'm very open and transparent with my clients when I get that. This is why I created my company. This is the lifestyle that it affords me and my family and the flexibility. And they have go-to team members that are available for them at any time that they can reach out to. But if you're going to want to talk to me, right, I'm not always on call and I do have kids and they might run in here and I mean, they're adorable. So please enjoy. Right. But at the same time, you know, talking about, you know, it's always kept under wraps, this motherhood life. Like it's like, oh, I can't have my kids. And, you know, I have at least built something where I can be really transparent about it. And I know not all women have that ability, but I've also seen women, you know, my friend, Michelle, who she started, a business from the ground up over the pandemic. She wasn't even trying to do anything, has a thousand Etsy sales now. Like she was, I mean, she still has a full-time job, was just doing a hobby thing, that there are ways to kind of get around that more. If you don't have a job that supports that, if you, you know, there are ways to, to work around it, whether it's doing something for yourself, whether it's having tough conversations, but women need more support in the workplace so that they can do it all because women are incredible. And they absolutely can with the right support. If you're at a company that's not helping you and not supporting you, there's there's your problem. A hundred percent. And I think that's key. I think a lot of women suffered in silence of being the career mom in a corporate America. I know for me that happened, which is why I did leave. Because yeah, I think we have this thing like, ooh, I'm not supposed to say or not supposed to, ha you know, and it's like, what if my son, the other morning, thankfully, I, I walked into my client's office and I had a tough drop off at daycare. And I was so overwhelmed with emotion that I just started crying. And all the ladies there were like, it's okay. We've been there. You know, they all have older, older, older children. And they were like, we're here. And I'm like, I just need to cry. It was, it was tough. The mom guilt set in and I just needed to cry. And I was so thankful I had that because I didn't have that. You know, you do, you kind of like, oh, this is my family, but you can't, you can't announce it to be like, oh, you know, like this or this. And 
I hope because of COVID. And I think corporations have no choice. If you want to stay in business and you want to hire people, I think whether it's the millennials or the younger, the Gen Z, Gen Ys, or if you want to hire working parents, they have to get on board with a lot of these. But we could talk all, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. I will tell you what, with my company, like if you're a mom, oh, well, you're a multitasking badass then. Like, well, you, you know, moms can do so much and it's, you know, that they are a truly valuable hire, right? To nurture projects, to be able to multitask and move things along. Moms are a fabulous hire and I wish more companies would recognize it. The, the skills that we have, I mean, you know. It's un- unmatched. It's it really, so. truly is unmatched. Like I said, that's a whole nother. We can probably spend a couple hours. But that's what I'm truly passionate about is supporting working mothers in the workplace because I didn't have that. But we digressed. So how do you or how do you hope to impact your community with everything that you have going on? Your wonderful Instagram page. I know you have Jalapeno Digital. You have the books. Bridging it all together, what's the impact you want to leave behind? So I really just want to make moms laugh to let them know that whatever they're feeling is normal. And even the stuff that's not quote unquote normal is also normal. There are many moms experiencing PPD and PPA. And it's, you know, it's not a big part of my book. It's, you know, an end page of, you know, if you are feeling something more serious beyond these, you know, funny hormonal moments, like here's some signs, here's some symptoms, and here's some resources. But I just, you know, I want to be able to, you know, touch a mom that's having kind of that rough pregnancy and feeling all out of sorts and not having a tribe and and really wondering like, can they read something other than a textbook or, you know, I love what to expect when you're expecting, but you know, after round three, you kind of just want a little lighter reading, you know, and just laugh at some of the everyday struggles rather than get consumed by them. I think laughter heals a lot, right? Especially, especially during pregnancy. I think it's really healthy to, you know, get, you get a lot of good cries in. So maybe get some good laughs in too. I love it. So what do you do as we wind up here? What does your morning and nighttime routines look like? What do you do to kind of refresh and start for the day? And how do you end your day? This is a little tricky. I'm working on the morning, morning ritual of sorts. There are many things that I like to do and in a perfect world I would do. But you know, truth is I have, you know, kids banging on my door at 4am. So I am working on one of those lighted timers, right? It turns green when my son's allowed to come out of his room. And that is starting to help. In an ideal morning, I have a cup of coffee before I have 8,000 requests for milk, water, orange juice, uh, biscuit, uh, you know, all the things that we can eat. That's part of it. I also like, I love to kind of just like take like a good, like 10 minutes for myself in a morning ritual. And there's a, there's a meditation I listen to by one of these business coaches, Danny Kenny, who's also a good friend of mine that I like to just listen to. It's a quick 10 minutes. Sometimes that doesn't get in until the kids are dropped off at school and it's just me and the baby. But the sooner I start my day with that, and it's just the intentions for the day and just kind of like, you just kind of, the part of the meditation is to envision your best self. And what is your best self doing today? How is your best self feeling today? And then and then kind of connect with that. In terms of a nighttime routine, my husband and I just moved. We kind of section this house as literally like kid wing and adult wing. And parents laugh at me. They're like, how long is that going to last? I'm like, there are no toys on this side of the house. <laughs> I don't know how long it's going to last. But for now, there is an adult side of my home that I am so proud of. And it makes me not care what's going on on the kid's side. They can they can do whatever over there. But my side, once all the kids are to bed, I close. There's little pocket doors I close, sit on my side of the house. I have a glass of wine. I relax. And really important for moms is there's a, there's like a visual out there of like, the different types of self-care. See, I was very confused by self-care. I thought self-care was like, I hate getting pedicures like and manicures. Like this is what, this is time consuming. This is not self-care for me. So learning what self-care is for you, because it's not just what, like, let's go get a massage. Like it's not, it's not. So, so for me, it's unwinding. It's having a glass of wine. It's not hearing anything. It's being in silence for a little bit. Um, and sometimes it's mindlessly scrolling. That's that too. But yeah, cup of coffee before the kids wake up, glass of wine at night little bit of peace, a little bit of quiet. It's just enough to give me a good reset. I love it. Yes. It's what self-care means to you. So how can my listeners connect with you? And then any other final thoughts to the podcast world? You know, if interested in the book, we're on Instagram at why I cried. If you want to connect with me personally, my page is public. All I post is food. So you're just going to scroll through thousands of dishes of food. It's at Jen, J-E-N, tries things because I do try all the things. So, you know, it's just pictures of me cooking, my kids helping me cook. They luckily love to cook also. So you want to see any of those glorious pictures you can follow me there as well love it any final thoughts you want to put out there oh you know i don't have a great final thought you know there i feel like i could go on forever about all of the things i want to impart on the world of mom but just know 
that finding your tribe is the most important thing you can do. There's, I see so many moms that say, I have no one. I, I, I'm not, I don't live by my family. I have nothing. I have, you know, in the, some of them don't have the financial resources. I know that we're blessed to be able to get a housekeeper and blessed in terms of working really hard to get there. But, you know, I'm lucky that I can have a virtual assistant. I get that. But you know what? Find another mom, trade days. You, you watch their kid all day Tuesday. They watch your kid all day Wednesday. And you, there are creative ways. And you don't, don't wallow in that not having anyone. Figure out how are you going to find someone? How are you going to do mom meetup groups? Whatever you can do to put yourself out there. Because once you reach that connection and once you have someone to talk to, I call up my best friend all the time. And I'm like, you would not believe today. And she's ready for it. She's ready to hear it. She's a mom. She gets it. You know, and look for those people because all of this, you know, you don't have to do it alone. And and this mother, this this 2022 mom, you know, I hope that the world knows that they're not supposed to be doing it alone. I think we're getting closer with this pandemic with people realizing like, listen, moms don't have to do all of this at once. Like they're starting to get it. The world's starting to get it. But until the rest of the world gets it, find the moms who do. I love it. Jen, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your story, for sharing your journey. Continued blessings to you for love and light in all that you're doing. Take care. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out themotherhoodvillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.